So here we are with another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Man, oh man, I'm super pumped. It's uh, it's crazy this week, so be sure to be paying attention and taking notes. Whew, yeah, I'm sure you guys have heard, right? Uh, or me- maybe you're still crying in the corner that your favorite show didn't make it. Right. <laughs> but the TV upfronts are this week coming up, and so every network has unloaded. Well, they've given us all the renewals, they've given us all the cancellations going into these upfronts, and we're going to give it all to you so that you're aware of what's happening in this upcoming TV season. That's what it's all about. Woo, it's what it's all about, and Love it's it. going to be packed. Exactly. Talking to normal people about everything, and I was just like going into our whole spew and pitch about what the podcast is and talking about the business side and the fun side and the cancellations and everything (laughs) like that. They're like, wow, you're an onion. You have multiple layers. I'm like, yes, I do. Yes, I do. But I mean, that's what it's all about, man. That's what we're all about. We're all about But we don't make people cry. No, never. No. Well, maybe. Fuck onions. (laughs) Like rough. But we got the latest stuff going down in Hollywood and we're going to get that show started right now. What's up, guys? Episode 194 is here. Let's get a little crazy. And you guys Woo! know your host with the most, myself, JLo Fantastic, and the one and only Mouse. What's up? Guys, you guys know what is happening in Hollywood, or at least about to know what's happening in Hollywood. It's crazy, man. I love it. I love it. But before we get this thing started, be sure to head over to our website, www.crazyantmedia.com, where you can start rocking the latest and greatest Crazy Ant Media gear. We got shirts. We got hats. We got some amazing designs for anyone in your family, anyone in your life so be sure to sit down look at our website and just get a little crazy with all the fun stuff people love it shout out to pdr guy he was sporting the it calf podcast t-shirt this week getting all kinds of of questions about what it is and what it's about so that's what we love man get the brand out there tell people why you love the show why you love the movies it's awesome exactly man exactly but you know we got to start off with the juggernaut which is disney you guys know last couple weeks we've been talking about Mm. how it's kind of been in the pooper for Disney, Bob Chappick making some interesting decisions and people leaving, people going, all that good stuff. But some good news for the media conglomerate, which has been hard to find most of this year. Uh, Disney Plus handily topped their Wall Street yeah, growth forecast for the March. March 2022 quarter, Disney's flagship streamer gained 7.9 million paid customers in the first three months of 2022 to stand at 137.7 million subscribers. Now, that's up 33% year over year. Now, analysts say on an average expected Disney Plus is to net 5.2 million new subscribers. In addition, the company expects Disney Plus subscriber net ads Uh, to be stronger in the second half of its physical year of 2022 than it is of the first half that, as execs said previously. And it's going to be very interesting because last week we talked about, you know, the stocks and all the expectations and... Yeah, hopefully this did some good things for it, right? Unfortunately, it did not. Damn! Uh, (laughs) You would think that that would have been great, right? But, uh, unfortunately... Overall, they missed the financial mm. expectations for the quarter that ended in April. Uh, the company reported revenue of $19.25 billion. Now, while that's up 23% and earnings of 26 per, uh, cents per share for the quarter, Wall Street on average expected Disney to post revenue of $20.05 billion. Mm. So the adjusted earnings came uh, in at $1.08 per share, below analyst forecast for the adjusted uh, $1.19. Now, Disney Disney's revenue for the quarter took a $1.02 billion hit for the Mm. amount due to customer that uh, early terminate license agreements for film and television content delivered previous years so that the content could be used primarily on Disney+. Plus. That could be a reference to Disney's former licensing deal with Netflix. I'm fairly certain it is because remember we told you about this, this hit. To have to pay for the ripping the content away is going to linger for the next few years. So, but we knew that going into that. Now, amid the broader ongoing slump in U.S. financial markets, Disney stock closed 2.3 percent down, even after the good news of the Disney Plus subscribers Oof. trading at 105 uh, per share, a new two-year low. It's currently, I just checked literally before starting the show, it's currently holding at 107, but that's down more than 40 percent. From last year, it's one of the lowest totals we've seen in many years. And um, 
I'm not happy. I, it, it's it's ripe. It's in trouble. It, well, it, it's a couple of things. Either it's really good if you want to buy Disney stock right now, but it's also really bad if somebody with a whole lot of money wants to buy Disney stock right now because they could get a whole bunch of it on the chopping block, and that could be iffy moving forward. So we just have to kind of – I mean, it was good news, bad news. It, but Chappick just can't win. Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have some people that could stage a hostile takeover like Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, anybody from Apple basically. Tim Cook come in and swipe that all yeah, that up. Uh, yeah. So we'll see. We'll obviously keep an eye on it. That's what we do. We are here to inform you about the mm-hmm. latest news. But you guys know Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness still reigns supreme, yes. holding its number one spot at the movie Domestic Box Office in its second weekend of the release. The latest in installment of Disney's Marvel Cinematic Universe collected $61 million in ticket sales. But I will say ticket sales were down 67% from its opening weekend, marking the steeper drop-off compared to its recent Marvel films. But that still is a sizable decline that is not surprising since Doctor Strange 2 is coming off of the 11th biggest opening weekend in history with $187 million. Uh, after 10 days on the big screen, the standalone superhero adventure has grossed $291 million just in North America and $688.1 million globally. Now, I will say, I don't know if I give it rewatch value like I do Far From Home, or not Far From Home, No Way Home, um, but, you know, I feel like a lot of people are talking about it and having conversations, but I don't think people are going back to the theater to watch it again. I, I, I don't know. I, I think the, I might. uh only because I've seen recently, I guess this week, the spoiler uh, uh, thing was lifted. Uh, and um, they've been releasing little things, Easter eggs, that I, I guess some people missed. So you might get a few people going back there to go, wait a minute, what? I didn't see that. And so that's a smart move by Marvel and Disney to say, hey, you might have missed this. Go see it again. Um, but that's not the only Marvel news we have. You know, there's another film coming up. And I'm not talking about Thor because that one's coming up real quick. Super fucking excited about that one. But James Gunn announced this week that Prince photography on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 has wrapped. He also teased that the Marvel film will feature an appearance from an as-yet-unnamed actor. Mm. Hmm. Who's that going to be? I wonder what that means is all about. Production on the upcoming film produced by the one and only Kevin Feige himself kicked off in November of 2021. So, I mean, that's relatively quick from November to the end of April, you know, beginning of May. That's a quick turnaround for that Slay's movie. Yeah, for real. I mean, it's going to be very interesting. All right, guys. What was that? That's the announcement of the 95th Oscars that will be held March 12th in 2023. The Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences and ABC announced this week. The ceremony will be marked the second year in a row that the Academy Awards have taken place in March, Hmm. with this past year's edition uh, occurring on March 27th, as you all know. Uh, The 95th Oscars will air live on ABC in more than 200 territories worldwide at the Dolby Theater in Hollywood, and hopefully there's no unexpected twist this time, so we'll see. Yeah, I guess they're, they're, they're going to be announcing uh, at some point new protocols. Of course. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. As I said at the top of the show, the upfronts are going to take place this week, coming out starting Monday and uh, going all through the week. And uh, we're going to start, here we go. We're going to go into what's been renewed, what's been canceled. Obviously, Disney, that's ABC, Hulu, uh, you you know, so Freeform, all these kind of things. So we're going to get going. First off, the Connors, the Wonder Years, and Home Economics have all been renewed for new seasons at ABC. All three series will air their respective season finales this coming week, Wednesday, May 18th. Oh, that's very exciting. Yeah. And another one that I know a lot of people are excited about is Big Sky. Yeah. It got renewed for its third season. And in addition to that, Jensen Ackles will join the show's third season as a series oh, regular. Oh, shit. All right. He recently guest starred in the season two finale as Bo Arlen, described as a confident, charming, good old boy from Texas who steps in as a temporary sheriff as so a favor to his friend, <laughs> for sure. Uh, sheriff Tubb, who is played by Patrick Gallagher. Uh, Jamie Lynn Singer uh, Sigger, it has also been up to a series regular in the season three. Uh, she had an, a recurring role in season two as Tanya, the waitress at the local diner, whose boyfriend mysteriously disappears. Ooh. But I know a lot of people are excited about Jensen popping up. Hell yeah, that dude's busy. We've got some CW news for him also. And of course, he's in Boys. 
And so, I mean, this guy's just everywhere on all the networks. For sure. Good for him, man. Hey, this one everybody I'm sure is excited about because there was a little question here or there, but now rest easy. A Million Little Things has been renewed for season five at ABC. The drama series originally debuted on ABC back in 2018, if you can believe it's been that long already. Now, if you don't, guys don't know, you've been living under a rock. The plot revolves around a group of friends who reconnect after one of them unexpectedly dies. The season four finale is due to air on May 18th. That's very exciting, man. I know a lot of people are talking about it, comparing it to This Is Us, and it might take over the ratings from This Is Us Maybe. when it goes off the air in a couple weeks. Now, ABC has picked up the rookie spinoff from uh, Nicey Nash Betts, uh, as well as the drama Alaska, starring Hilary Swank, and the comedy Not Dead Yet, starring Gina Rodriguez uh, from the uh, for the 2022-2023 broadcast season. The rookie spinoff aired as a two-part back Backdoor right. pilot during the rookie's fourth season. Now, the spinoff is titled The Rookies Feds. Now, uh, Nash Betts stars as Simone Clark, the oldest rookie in the FBI Academy. <laughs> Alaska stars uh, Swank as Eileen uh, Fitzgerald, who's recently a disgraced reporter who leaves her high profile high-profile New York life behind to join a daily Metro newspaper in Anchorage on a journey to find both a personal and professional redemption. So that's very interesting. And Not Dead Yet follows uh, Nell Stevens, who's Rodriguez, a broke and newly single self-described disaster working to restart the, her life and career she left behind 10 years ago. When she lands the only job she can find, writing obituaries, Nell starts <laughs> Uh, starts to get her life advice from a unlikely source so that sounds very freaking interesting oh I, yeah i can't even tell what genre that is yeah no i i, I supernatural i guess is it going to be dead people that she's I writing the obituaries yeah. about because that'd be interesting we of course have talked about these shows in the past but now they have been officially ordered the series so that's really good uh, okay a little bit more good news and then i'm gonna let this guy drop the first bad news but i'm super excited about these um abc has renewed the unscripted series also i know we just gave you all the scripted stuff but unscripted abc has that too. The Bachelor, it's coming back. Jesse Palmer and the gang will be back. American Idol, Ryan Seacrest and the gang will be back. America's Funniest Home Videos and Wheel of Fortune, Celebrity Wheel of Fortune mm. will both be back. But the one I'm super freaking stoked about because it is my absolute guilty pleasure TV show. I just fucking can't get enough of this show. Shark Tank. Of course. Still eating up the competition on Friday nights. Always wins the night. Coming back for season 14. And get this, for the first time ever, they're going to do a live premiere show. Mm. I, can you even imagine? Because they get into it sometimes. Exactly. So live could be iffy. Exactly. No slapping man. each other, okay? No <laughs> yeah, slapping. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, now time for the bad news. ABC has passed on placing series orders for LA Law, the sequel, and uh, Joe Koi's comedy, Joseph. Uh, after both pilots were reviewed by the network, ABC is interested in potentially redeveloping the uh, Joe Coy project in the future, but LA Law will not be moving forward anytime soon, um, so not likely anything happening for that one. Uh, but yeah, I saw how they wanted to work with Joe Coy in a different capacity, yeah. so we'll see. I'm just I'm shocked by the LA Law one because they were making so many moves with that and bringing in so many new cast members and original cast members, and, and that one was looking really promising. The question now is, is will NBC Universal be smart enough to maybe jump on that? They should be trying to shop it because it aired on NBC originally. So maybe there's opportunity there. I don't know. All right, let's jump to Hulu. Some good news. Nine Perfect Strangers has been renewed apparently for a season two at Hulu. At this time, none of the show's cast from season one are currently attached to the potential second season and no casting or plot info is available about season two. Hmm. The first season of Nine Perfect Strangers debuted, of course, in August of last year. So this has been a big of a delay here. So, okay, so we're getting a season two, but we have no fucking idea who's starring in it or when it's going to be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Um, <laughs> Carrie Washington and Delroy Lindo are set to star in the new comedy series set up at Onyx Collective on Hulu. Uh, the series is titled The Unprisoned and Ooh. has received an eight-episode order. It is inspired by the life of series creator Tracy McKillen. 
and the show in the show a messy but perfectionist relationship therapist and a single mom who's played by Washington has her life turned right side up when her dad Lindo uh, gets out of prison and moves in with her and her teenage son now the show is the first comedy to be ordered two series at onyx so that is very exciting and with a great cast attached so we will see how that goes okay i love delroy lindo i miss him on uh um the the good fight but hey i'm happy to see him uh now some bad news hulu has passed apparently on rodham but 20th century television is still shopping the project to other streamers now that claire danes and dakota fanning are attached to play hillary clinton at different stages of her life now get this from what i understand this this whole premise and story is she does meet bill and they date during college and everything but she does not marry him she goes on to become a professor Mm. uh at law school and and has a like a wicked crazy career and then does launch a presidential campaign in 2016 but that's interesting and i I don't know so maybe somebody will pick it up right i mean we'll see this one i'm not really surprised about modok the marvel stop animation series has been canceled after season one at hulu the series debuted back in may of 2021 so damn near a year ago with 10 episodes now this one was originally uh one of the four marvel animated shows that were set at hulu mm-hmm. the others were uh hit monkey howard the duck and tigra and dazzler two of the four howard the duck and tigra the dazzler were scrapped before even making it on air now while hit monkey aired one season thus far in november of 2021 still no word about the second season and i'm not gonna lie i don't think it's gonna hit the yeah. ground running so i mean it was a very interesting concept but i don't think it's uh, gonna go anywhere yeah I, I think these are all victims of when feige took over doing television yeah. for marvel studios i don't think we're gonna see a second uh season of that either mm-hmm. now here's some interesting news okay he retired then he didn't retire so he's playing where is he playing this year we don't know there's still rumors out there that maybe miami instead of uh tampa we'll see but one thing we do know now for sure joe buck and troy aikman are gone from fox and how do we replace them well with the goat tom brady will apparently be joining fox sports as part of the multi-year deal once he ends his nfl career he's expected to call the big nfl games with kevin burkhart the fox sports announcer whose role was recently elevated after the exit of joe and troy Mm. so um Okay. Yeah. It's very interesting (laughs) how he already has it set up. Yeah. I mean, just a smart guy. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm not surprised at all. Uh, Fox is set to make its upfront presentations tomorrow, like we were talking about, and surprisingly still does not have its top drama (laughs) series. Uh, 911, 911 Lone Star, and The Resident locked in for next season. We're hearing from sources, though, that all signs point to a success resolution by the uh, by the time that Fox is to present its lineup tomorrow, the network's bubble comedies Call Me Cat and Welcome to the Flatch are believed to have closed renewal deals, which will uh, likely be announced along with 911 and 911 Lone Star and The Resident's Return. So I know a lot of people like those, including this guy over here, so I wouldn't be surprised if all of those get renewed, which well, is like 90% true. I know The Resident has kind of been fading the past couple seasons because they did a time jump and a couple of the stars left and everything. I'm still a huge fan of the show. I hope it does get picked up. If it doesn't, I wouldn't be surprised. I would be shocked if the two 911s do not because yeah. they're still slaying in the ratings and have a huge fan base and they're even talking about picking up another spinoff in LA. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't I can't imagine that that those aren't going to get picked up. Yeah. Um. Alright, now the bad news. Our Kind of People has apparently been cancelled after just one season at Fox. The mm. show debuted last September as part of Fox's fall lineup. The show's 12 episode first season concluded with the finale on January 25th. Now during its run, Our Kind of People averaged a 0.5 rating amongst the coveted 18 to 49 and only 2.1 million total viewers Mm. Mm. i mean you know wishy-washy man wishy-washy and also pivoting has also been canceled after just one season at fox what are they netflix (laughs) and the mid-season single cam uh, sitcom starring eliza cope and jennifer goodwin and maggie q concluded its 10 episode first season in march 10th the first season of the series uh, is averaging a 0.4 rating and 1.8 million total Ooh. viewers so that's just not cutting it man so that's why you get in the axe i mean you know you got to do what you got to do For all sure. right jump into the bunny warner brothers discovery hey apparently 
the second part of Dune, the sequel coming up, it's got a fever. Mm. And there's only one cure for the fever. It's more cowbell. And who delivers that? Mr. Christopher Walken. Apparently, he is joining Timothy Chalmay and Zendaya in director Dennis Villeneuve's Dune Part 2. Mm. As, get this, Shaddam IV, the Padisha Emperor of the known universe. Walken, uh's casting fills out the major characters for the second half of the adaptation of Frank Eber's seminal science fiction novel. He joins Florence Pugh as the Emperor's daughter, Princess Erulan, and Austin Butler, soon to be the star of the Elvis movie coming out, as uh, Fayed Rautha Harkonnen, the presumptive heir to the Harkonnen dynasty. I'm so happy you had that one. <laughs> um, but also exciting things happening at HBO and HBO Max, and that's their hit show, Winning Time. Yes. And it scored another series high of viewership with its finale, drawing 1.6 million viewers across both the linear te- television channel and HBO Max. Mm-hmm. That audience's tally was up 73% over the drama's series premiere and 31% from the uh, season one average. Now, per HBO Winning Time, which has already been renewed for the second season, uh, saw seven weeks of consecutive growth throughout its 10-episode first season, which debuted back in March March 6th. So I think this is a prime example of any press is good press. No press is bad press. Yeah, so I'm yeah. just saying, but it's a great show. You should watch it. Oh, absolutely. You know what? That story, too, also shows the stark differences between network and cable and streamers and the cost efficiency of the streamers. Because, look, 1.8 million viewers was a massive landslide hit for the HBO and HBO Max, but got a show canceled on on network. So, I mean, it's it just it's more cost effective, guys. It's just more cost effective. Hey, um, is it just me or have you guys like I can't even remember when I last saw an episode of Westworld. Mm. It's been freaking crazy long. In fact, the last time was more than two years ago when it wrapped its third season back in 2020. But wait, because the return is almost over. Apparently, HBO has released the first teaser for the upcoming fourth season of Westworld, revealing footage of the next installment to the science fiction series. Now, the teaser featured no dialogue, instead unfolding as a series of typically oblique, heady sci-fi images depicting dystopian version of New York City, smoke-emitting contraptions, people waltzing into the streets, and flies. Lots of flies. <laughs> the teaser caps by revealing the re- premiere date for the fourth season. Westworld, are you ready? Here it comes, guys and gals. Will debut the first of its eight-episode season on HBO Max and HBO on June 26th. Mm. That's right around the corner. Yeah, That's next sure. month. Mark Finally. your calendars, man. Woo. Mark your calendars. I know everybody's <laughs> going to be talking about this one. Oh, yeah. Uh, the CW has renewed All-American Homecoming for its second season. Having debuted back in February, the series is a spinoff of the CW's All-American, which is currently airing its fourth season right now, which it was also recently renewed for its fifth season. So, I mean, that one is rocking and rolling. The CW is doing some very interesting things right now. Oh, yeah. And then now let's bring it back to Jensen. He's a busy guy. I told you there was some uh, CW news. Well, here it is. The CW has ordered the Supernatural prequel, The Winchesters. Uh, it's also done the Walker prequel, Walker Independence, and Gotham Knights all go into series. The three shows were the only pilots the CW had ordered this year. All three one-hour dramas feature a connection to Supernatural. Jensen, of course, narrates the executive and executive produces The Winchesters. Jared Padalecki, executive produces Walker Independence. And Gotham Knights is going to star Castiel himself, Misha Collins, as Harvey Dent. So that's cool. They're kind of like, they know where the bread and butter was. Oh, yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, that's who brought in their audience. Come yeah. on now. That's and would so still epic. be on if they wanted to. Yeah. Remember that. They were going to keep that show until they didn't want to do it. Exactly. So there you go. Exactly. But some bad news for CBS. Naomi has been canceled after... After its one season at the CW, the DC series debuted its one and only season back in January. It's, uh, it is the latest DC project to get the axe at the CW. Remember a couple weeks ago, we were talking about Batwoman, Legends of Tomorrow. And for now, that means the only remaining DC shows on the CW are The Flash, Superman and Lois, and Stargirl. Mm. Now, The Flash was renewed for its ninth season back in March, while Stargirl is waiting to uh, debut its third season 
later this year. And now Superman and Lois was renewed for the third season back in March as well. But I personally believe they should just move all these shows to HBO Max. I, th- I think so. I mean, and like you said, for now, those are the remaining shows. But Gotham Knights, we just told you, is coming. So, you know, they'll be adding one. But I agree. I think, it, it, look, it's no secret that they want to ditch the CW anyway. You yeah. know, both, both uh, companies that own it are trying to get rid of it. So I would not be surprised at all if we see all those DC properties go over there. Agreed. Um, that's not all they canceled, though. <laughs> Charmed, Dynasty, Roswell, New Mexico, and In the Dark have all been canceled at the CW. Both Roswell, New Mexico, and In the Dark have already completed filming on their upcoming seasons and will conclude after those episodes have aired. So that I know those were a lot. Those were popular they with were. a lot of people. So that one I know is not going to go well. Exactly. And we've got more for you, too. Legacies has also been canceled after four seasons at the CW. The cancellation of Legacies brings the Vampire Diaries universe to a close at the CW. I know that's going to piss a lot of people off. The Vampire Diaries ran from 2009 to 2017 um, at the network, while the spinoff, The Originals, aired uh, from 2013 to 2018, and then Legacies debut in 2019 and now canceled in 2022. Yeah. So... Put a fucking stake in that vampire's heart. <laughs> Shit. Like, but is that it? No. Are they done? No. The bloodshed continues. The CW also canceled 4,400 after one season. The show, of course, was a reboot of the 2004 USA Network uh, series, The 4,400, a science fiction drama developed by Ariana Jackson. Mm. So, um... Hmm. No, man. They pick up three Supernatural shows and then cut everything. <laughs> like you said, they know the bread and butter. That's right. They know what draws in the viewers. Heading over to Paramount. Paramount S- Pictures announced this week Excited about that this one. Hayden Penentieri uh, will appear in the upcoming sixth Scream movie, reprising her role from the 2011 Scream. Scream 4, uh, where she played Kirby Reed, a Woodsboro High student and the horror fanatic who ultimately survived the movie's ghost face killer. Now, news of the fan favorite character's return comes after Spyglass and Paramount confirmed that four survivors from last year's Scream would also return Mm -hmm. for a new movie. Now, Jenna Ortega and Melissa Barrera star as sisters Tara and Sam Carpenter, respectively. So this is by no surprise they're going back to their bread and butter, and I'm going to say it. The latest Scream adaptation was actually very, very well done, so I'm not going to be surprised if they just completely reboot or revisit this whole franchise with the original characters, as they should. Yeah, yeah, and I, I like that, though. Like, the very original characters have clearly finished up the storyline, and they're going with these new kids. But clearly, with Hayden coming back, they're still going to cherry-pick from the old ones and, and bring characters back. I think that's a smart move. It's kind of like a passing of the torch situation. Exactly, exactly. And uh, I know Hayden fans wanted that forever as soon as they found out these movies were coming back, so that's awesome. Hey, guess what? If you missed it in the theaters and you wanted to see it, Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum's comedy, The Lost City, is on Paramount Plus in the United States and Canada. Mm -hmm. It's available in Australia, the UK, Germany, Switzerland, Austria, and Italy later this year. The film has grossed more than $162 million worldwide at the box office Mm. to date. I know, I missed it, and I wanted to kind of see it, so I'm glad it's on Paramount Plus now. Yeah, I think it looks hilarious, so that just makes absolute sense. Um, CBS has renewed the FBI dramas, FBI, FBI International and FBI Most Wanted, <laughs> and for two uh, seasons each, the Dick Wa- oh. the Dick Wolf created FBI franchise has been a major source of rating success for CBS. Their back-to-back airings uh, have been. CBS is the number one primetime network on Tuesdays, which uh, each show topping its respective time slot. So it only makes complete sense. So okay, so just if you're notching. Dick Wolf's CBS properties are safe. Yeah. Do we know about the uh, the NBC properties? Hang tight. We're well, going to tell you. We'll get there. We'll now, get we've there. been talking about this one pretty good, but then all of a sudden, news just dropped off, and we didn't know anything about it anymore. But apparently, good news, the True Lies series adaptation has been ordered at CBS for the 2022-2023 broadcast season. The series order comes after the show was originally ordered to pilot back in 2021, mm. before it was pushed off cycle for consideration during this year's pilot season. So it was, and then they said, eh, let's wait, but now it has been ordered. So that's cool. Exactly. CBS is doing 
some very interesting things. Like they have also picked up three new drama shows for the 2022-2023 broadcast season. Now the network has picked up the police drama East Coast New York, the firefighter drama Fire Country, uh, formerly known as Cal Fire, if we have talked about that one before, yep. and legal drama So Help Me Todd. Now the network has decided not to move forward with uh, its four comedy pilots, Rust Belt News, Unplanned in Akron, and Sober uh, Companion, and also The Huge Machine. Mm. So it is what it is, man. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that fire one, uh, 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 that's the one with Max Terrio, mm. who also, remember, is on SEAL, SEAL Team. And everybody was talking about, is he going to be able to do both? CBS has confirmed he is indeed doing double duty, guys. Not only will he be on the new show, but he is returning to SEAL Team also. Very nice. There you go. Uh, Busy guy. CBS has also decided, unfortunately, not to move forward with the gender-flipped early edition reboot project after completing the pilot. Now, in the rebooted version, ambitious but uncompromising journalist Beth, uh, was going to be played by Alice Eve, starts receiving tomorrow's newspaper today. Mm. She then finds finds yourself in the complicated business of changing the news instead of reporting it, but they've decided, eh, we like the original, we're not going to do this one. Yeah, I mean, you know, it makes sense. And this next one I'm very surprised about because it brought in a lot of viewership, especially from people who watched the original ones, and that is Magnum P.I. Yeah. It has been canceled after four seasons at CBS. The action series debuted season four back in October. The show uh, was averaging about a .7 rating amongst adults in the key uh, adults demographic, 18 to 49, and about 7.2 million total viewers, yeah, like, like you said. Linear versus streaming. It's a very interesting dynamic. But I mean, that's still a pretty decent number. I mean, yeah. we were talking about the other shows that got canceled, and they were like 1.2 million or 1.8. Yeah. 7 million? I don't know. I just feel like I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, that's a surprising one. Uh, let's see. So, Sophia Bush's Good Sam and Pete Holmes' How We Roll, they've been canceled also after just one season at the old CBS. Good Sam premiered Wednesday, January 5th on CBS as one of the broadcast network's mid-season dramas. The show was averaging a 0.4 rating amongst the coveted 18 to 49 and 3.64 million total viewers. That audience size is well behind most of CBS's dramas and even several of its comedies. Uh, How We Roll was averaging a 0.4 rating amongst the 18 to 49 and 4. 4 million total viewers. So, I mean, see, that makes sense. Like, three point, but, I mean, Magnum, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. But you remember when Chuck Lorre was on top of the world? Well, CBS (laughs) is like, not anymore, bro. They have axed two of his comedies. Um, Now, Be Positive is one of them, and the United States of AI, they have both been canceled after two seasons. So Mm. what does that mean for him? Has he just lost the magic? Probably not. He'll have another one. <laughs> I, I, I think so. I think so. But those, I mean, that is because normally he has shows that last for fucking ever. Yeah, so exactly. It's, it's just the name of the game. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, okay, more. Steven, man. Steven, what, what the fuck are you doing? The Late Show with Stephen Colbert is apparently canceling taping of new episodes until further notice after the host exhibited COVID-19 symptoms. The news comes only a few weeks after, of course, Colbert's COVID diagnosis paused taping from April to May 2nd. The Late Show did not specify in its announcement if Colbert has tested positive again for the virus or if he's only experiencing symptoms. I guess we'll find out. Either way, you're not getting new episodes. Yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. Sorry about you. Um, well, Garrett Hunlin <laughs> has joined the cast of Sylvester Stallone's led Paramount Plus series, Tulsa King. Ooh. Now, Hunlin will appear as a series regular of Mitch Keller, an Oklahoma native and an ex-bull rider who retired prematurely after injuries led to an addiction. Now, as we told you, the series follows the New York Mafia capo Dwight the General uh, Menderfeli, who is played by Stallone, just after he is released from prison after 25 years of uh, unexiled by his boss to set up the shop in Tulsa, Oklahoma, realizing that his mob family may not have been in his best interest and, you know, might be going behind his back about some shady shit. Dwight slowly builds a crew from the group that unlikely characters to help him establish a new criminal empire. Mm. So that's very interesting. Is he going to take on the old family? Right. Ooh, that would be interesting, right? Okay, so we've talked about this relentlessly. Teen Wolf the movie. They're going to make it. It's all coming back. We've Will they? Won't they? But the big question was, is Superman himself, original star Tyler Holshin, coming back? Well, apparently... 
Yes, he is set to reprise his Teen Wolf character of Derek Hale in Paramount Plus's upcoming Teen Wolf the movie. Holshin will also serve as a producer on the film, as will co-star Tyler Posey. Now, in case you have no idea what Teen Wolf is, if you've never, it's not the movie with uh, Jason Bateman or not the movie with um, uh, Back to the Future. <laughs> why? Wait, no, why the fuck can't I even think of his name? Um, Whatever. I am so out of it. Uh, <laughs> the 100-episode Teen Wolf library is currently available to stream on Paramount Plus so you can see them all. Michael J. Fox. There it is. There it is. <laughs> like, where was I? Just brain fart. Brain fart! I don't know. It's all good, though. It's all good. <laughs> well, everybody's been wondering, what is Taraji P. Henson doing yeah. after Empire and the fall of that Empire? Well, she is in talks to with BET to produce and star in Queenie. Now, oh. it is a new series about Stephanie St. Clair, otherwise known as the Godmother of Harlem, mm. adapted by Lee Davenport. The series is based on the book, The World of Stephanie St. Clair, an entrepreneur, race woman, and outlaw in her early 20th century Harlem. Now, this one is by uh, Shirley Stewart. It tells the true story of St. Clair, who in in the 1920s and 30s was the most profitable female numbers banker in an illegally <laughs> underworld run by the most vicious and notorious men. Now, in addition to starring in the project, Henson would also produce under her TPH Entertainment. Now, in March, Henson and TPH Entertainment inked an overall deal with BET Studios as the company continues on its mission to supply and increase demand for premium content from black creators. And I think this is going to be an epic, epic addition to BET because, I mean, Taraji is just amazing, so I'm excited for this. Yeah, me too. I, I've long been one of my favorites and, and I could not be more happy for her. Okay, jump into NBC Universal and I, as I said, Dick Wolf saw CBS properties were all safe. Well, guess what? After a successful return to NBC over a decade after the series was originally canceled, Law & Order has been renewed for season 22. Additionally, spin-off Law & Order Organized Crime will return for its third season. The renewals of both the Law and Order and Law and Order Organized Crime come after Law and Order SVU recently extended its renewal for season 24. So there you have it. His NBC properties are all safe too and Dick Wolf continues to rule television. It only makes sense, man. It only makes sense. He's the reason why linear television is still a thing. Yeah, Let's hit, be honest yeah, about I it. I mean, fact. Hands fact. down, that's him. Him uh -huh. and Greg Berlanti. Yeah. They're the only reason the networks exist. Just saying. Just saying. I'm super excited about this one because I'm loving season two of Young Rock and I haven't watched Grand Crew yet, but I've heard it's good. Uh, well, the Young Rock and Grand Crew have both been renewed at NBC. Yeah. Young Rock has been renewed for its third season and the second season they start to explore his introduction to wrestling. So mm. if any of you wrestling heads out there, be sure to check that one out. The series is based on the life of the one and only Dwayne The Rock Johnson as it follows him through three different periods of his childhood into adulthood. Now, Grand Crew has been renewed for season two. Now, this comedy follows a group of young uh, professionals who are all trying to navigate the ups and downs of life and love in the one and only Los Angeles as they find time to gather at their favorite bar and wind down and unpack it all. I'm betting they drink wine. I'm betting so. <laughs> How have I not watched this show yet? Exactly. I don't know. All right. So the superstore of the car industry, American Auto, has also been renewed for its second season at NBC. Season one of American Auto debuted back in December. So I, I, I mean, it's kind of taken the place of Superstore. So that's no surprise either. Oh, for sure. I mean, there's so many car fanatics out there. So it's only, you know, they need this show. <laughs> yeah. This next one is very interesting. NBC's comedy pilot Lopez versus Lopez starring George Lopez and his daughter Mayan Lopez has been ordered to series. The multicam is described as a working class family comedy about dysfunction, reconnection <laughs> and all of the pain and joy in between. Now NBC picked up the Lopez versus Lopez pilot in October of 2021 after a put to order was back in June. So, I mean, you know, I'm very intrigued by this. Um, is it basically going to be just the George Lopez show re-envisioned? It's kind of what it seems like. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know, but yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah, so, you man. Know, I'm a fan of George, so okay. Now, this one, guys, 
has a lot of people shaking their heads and a lot of people worried if you're a fan. Blake Shelton and John Legend will be back on The Voice as coaches for season 22, along with Gwen Stefani returning to the show for the first time in two years. Shelton announced his return to the show via a TikTok challenge he called duet this if you're going to be a coach on The Voice this fall. Now, while Legend and Stefani confirmed their participation in the upcoming season by duetting with Blake's uh, performance, noticeably absent from the challenge was Kelly Clarkson, who Mm. has served as a coach for the last eight seasons of the show. Now, what does that mean? Don't know, but we're going to be keeping our eyes on it because apparently with her not duetting there, is she not coming back? Back? I mean, that's got a lot of people questioning. A premiere date for The Voice Season 22 hasn't been named yet, so there's still time to save Kelly. Hashtag save Kelly. I don't know. (laughs) Exactly. We'll see, man. That one's very interesting. She's a very busy lady. Yeah, she is. I mean, it would only make sense. This next one I'm very intrigued by, and I'm curious to see why it even happened. But the NBC uh, Universal Station has canceled the sitcom Mr. Mayor after two seasons. Now, Mr. Mayor debuted back in January of 2021. And season two is now airing, and I think it's a very popular show. I've heard a lot of people in the older, older demographic talking about yeah. it, so I'm kind of surprised by this. And everybody loves him and his toupee, so I don't understand what's the problem. <laughs> Ted Danson, for anybody who doesn't know yeah. who he's talking about. But yeah, I had heard that it was you know well-received by critics, and audiences were liking it. So is this a budget thing? or like I, I mean, because Ted's expensive. I mean, just for saying. sure. Uh, this one was kind of surprising, too, but here it is. Keenan has also been canceled after two seasons by NBC. During its second season, Keenan had averaged a 0.4 rating amongst the 18 to 49 year olds. But I guess in the second season, it kind of dropped off a little bit to only 2.4 million viewers. So I'm sure Lauren Michaels is happy so he doesn't have to focus on anything else but <laughs> SNL because I know a lot of people are possibly leaving. Uh, now, NBC's drama The Endgame starring Maureena Baccarin and Ryan Michelle Bethe have also been canceled after season one. The Endgame was averaging a .4 rating amongst young adults 18 to 49 with a 3.6 million total viewers. So, you know, I'm sure as you are listening to the show, you sense a trend happening with that 0.4 viewership rating. So yeah. it is what it is. 18 to 49, guys. If you can't rope them, you're not surviving. Exactly. Uh, I, I, that's sad, though. I'm a big fan of Marina, and I was happy to see her back on the air, but oh well. For sure. Uh, this one is interesting, though, because there was a lot of talk. And remember, a whole switch in the cast. And how the, I mean, this was sounded like an interesting story, but apparently NBC didn't think so. NBC has opted not to move forward with its comedy pilot, Hungry which, remember, as we told you, originally starred Demi Lovato, who pulled out of the project and was replaced by modern family star Ariel Winter. Now, the multicam show would have followed friends who belong to a food issues group as they help each other look for love, success, and the perfect thing in the fridge that's going to make it all better. Remember, it was going to deal with the whole eating disorder and all that, and it sounded interesting, but I guess not. I'm honestly not surprised because (laughs) she has a lot of different stuff going on, and you know, which, I mean, you know, they inked an overall deal, so it would be interesting to they continue moving forward with that, or if that just gets quietly brushed to the side. Yep. All right, Maria Taylor, the up-and-coming sportscaster who left ESPN last year for NBC Sports, has been named the host of Football Night in oh, America. Shit. Okay. Uh, the show that precedes Sunday Night Football and garners one of the network's biggest weekly audience. Now she becomes the series' first full-time female host. That is very exciting. Oh yeah. And becomes the latest in an impressive series of sports announcers to fill this role, including Bob Costas and Dan Patrick. Now, Taylor picks up the lead duties on Friday night after Mike uh, Tirico uh, was named to provide the play-by-play for SNL. Uh, SNF uh, following <laughs> a decision by Al Michaels to jump to Amazon and call Thursday Night Football. So that's going to be very interesting and kudos to the NFL and everybody else at NBC Sports who is making this happen because we need more female representation. I liked her in the show. You guys remember she was doing the reporting and she was like one of the, with Tony Dungy and stuff you know while Tariko was leading it but I like this call. I, I thought she was a great addition to the show and now that she's going to be leading it, well done well done. Uh, this one I am super excited about because this sounds like an interesting story and some scary shit that really happens in society right now and I think it's nice to open the door and shine a light on this scary shit. A new horror film about the terrors of conversion therapy is coming to Peacock. They Them 
a horror film produced by venerable production studio Bloomhouse and starring Kevin Bacon, will be hitting theaters August 5th. Bacon stars in the film as Owen Whistler, the director of a conversion therapy camp named Whistler Camp, which attempts to turn LGBTQ plus teenagers straight and cisgender. Set over a week-long session at the camp, the film focuses on the various campers led by trans and non-binary Jordan as they undergo psychological torment from the camp's programming. When an unidentified killer uh, begins claiming victims, the kids must team up to protect each other, both from the killer and from the camp staff. Damn. Um, That sounds intense. I mean, now, while it's a horror film and it's got, you know, very much teenagers, camp, blah, blah, but it is taking on a serious issue that actually happens in this country where there are these camps where these religious people think that being gay is not, you know, it's a, it, I, it, they try to, like, beat it out of you. or can, I, It's insane. It and, is. And just, yeah. Woo. I'm glad they're addressing it. For sure. Well, Stephanie Bermudez, or Beatrice, is uh, set to star opposite of Anthony Mackie in the Twisted Metal series currently in the works at the Peacock. Now, the show has ordered two series at the NBC Universal streamer back in February. And in the half-hour show, Mackie will play John Doe, a motormouth outsider who is offered <laughs> a chance at a better life. But not only, or only if he could be successfully uh, delivering a mysterious package from a, or across a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Mm. With the help of Trigger Happy Car Thief, who's played by, you know, the one, the only Stephanie, um, he'll face salvage murderers, driving vehicles of destruction, and other dangers of the open road, including deranged clowns who drives an all-too-familiar ice cream truck. That's fucking terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. And yes, if you guys are wondering, Twisted Metal, yeah, the video game. It is an adaptation. Uh, there it is. Yeah, so they, they just keep plowing forward with they those really video do. Now, this one's interesting, and I'm not sure why, but okay, sure, go for it. E... You know, E, everybody's favorite entertainment channel, is getting into the original TV movie business. The NBC Universal Cable Channel has announced plans to begin programming original romantic comedy films beginning in 2023. The network has commissioned six films to start. No further details about the films were not readily available. Uh, the move into made-for-TV movies at all the networks comes as shifting tides in the world of cable and linear television channels, of course. But is this the right way to go? Like, not, mm. I don't know, man. It's all going to be very interesting. It's a developing story, and you know we will keep you updated. Heck yeah. Uh, Sony, an animated revival of Married with Children, is in development yeah. with the original uh, main cast set to return O'Neill, Kathy Siegel, Christina Applegate, and David Frostino are all set to reprise their roles as the Bundy family in the show, uh, which is not currently set up at a network or streaming service, but it is currently on the market with multiple outlets expressing interest. Now, Sony Pictures Television is the studio with Sony owning and distributing the original series. I would not be surprised if Netflix picks this up <laughs> because Paramount and Sony like to work closely with Netflix. So yeah, we'll and, see. And Netflix has been making a strong surge in animation. So, it, I mean, it all makes sense right there. Uh, I don't want this movie to go forward, and I, I, so I'm not happy about this story because apparently this means it definitely is going forward. Jonathan Levine has apparently been hired by Lionsgate to direct the sequel to 1987's Dirty Dancing. Levine was already attached to the project as a producer. He also co-wrote the screenplay with Elizabeth Chomko. The follow-up film, also titled Dirty Dancing, is expected to go into production later this year for a release in 2024. Now... Little is known about the next chapter, but we do know that Jennifer Grey is set to reprise her classic role as Francis, a.k.a. Baby. Conversations apparently are also taking place with Patrick Swayze's estate to somehow incorporate the actor's presence into the film in some sort of way. Levine has also hinted the sequel will include music from the original movie as well as 90s hip-hop. Is Baby gonna fucking do hip-hop? Uh, just what are we doing, man? Just don't do this. Please, just... 
kill this thing. Well, I'm worried that with the Patrick uh, Swayze's estate, everything going on with likeness of his presence, like, please do not CGI this man's face onto another actor's body. I will be fucking pissed. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. That's mad disrespectful. I I mean, the same with James Dean and the war flick. I mean, all this different shit. They pass. Let them yeah, re- yeah, like be yeah. respectful. Yeah. Uh, Lionsgate announced that a sequel to the 2018 hit mystery comedy film, A Simple Favor, oh, is coming. That's I am very excited fun. about that one. Yeah. Um, the sequel will bring back stars Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively as uh, Paul Feig is set to direct the first film, which earned more than $97 million at the worldwide box office was a large commercial success for Lionsgate. Now, the ending was the first that left doors open for a potential sequel, Mm -hmm. so fans of the film will no doubt be pleased to learn that this one is coming. I'm very excited about this one because it was one that, you know, not a lot of people saw coming. And, I mean, those two, their chemistry was just spot on. Oh, yeah, and that was a creepy-as-fuck movie with it. Like, the ending was like, what? So, I can't wait. That's going to be good. Now, this is amazing news. Well done, BBC. I can't wait. Uh, Nakuti Gatwa will, are you ready? Be the new doctor taking over from Jodie Whittaker as the Time Lord in Doctor Who. Gatwa will become the 14th doctor of the series and the first black actor to play the role. Gatwa's breakthrough came in, of course, Netflix comedy series drama Sex Education, playing Eric at Effing, a role for which he won, uh, was awarded Best Actor uh, for the Scottish BAFTA Awards. So that's exciting. I mean, finally, we're going to see some sort of, they, they, Jodie was a woman, now we're getting a, a black actor. Uh, well done. Well yeah, done. I mean, they're doing some amazing things. And I mean, speaking of Doctor Who, David Tennant and Catherine Tate are returning to oh. Doctor Who, reuniting for new scenes that will collide with the show's 60th anniversary celebrations uh. in 2023. Now, Tennant and Tate will reprise their respective roles of the 10th Doctor and companion Donna Noble. Now, the pair's tenure on the series spanned from 2005 to 2010. When the characters were last seen together, the Doctor had to wipe Donna's memory in order to save her life. Mm. So what's going to happen? We don't know. Better tune in. (laughs) And will they interact with the new Doctor? That's going to be interesting. All right, let's jump to Netflix, who is in trouble and fearing the mouse at the moment. Uh, The third season of Netflix's Never Have I Ever will premiere August 12th, and the streamer released first-look photos teasing what's ahead. As you might remember, when viewers last saw Devi, she was caught yet again in a love triangle with Paxton in the season two finale. There are definitely a lot of relationships yet to sort out and only two more seasons left of the series to do it in because season four will apparently be its last. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm surprised it's got four seasons. Yeah, to be honest, especially cancel culture Netflix. I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with that. Now, Hannah Dodd will take over the role of Francisca Bridgerton from Ruby Stokes in the upcoming season three of Netflix's hit romantic series Bridgerton. Stokes is exiting the role in which she only appeared in the first two seasons a handful of times because she's the lead of another Netflix series, Lockwood and Company. Now, the recasting signals that Dodd's Francisca Bridgerton could enjoy more screen time in the new seasons ahead, so that is very exciting. I know that the different books center around different characters in this I guess universe you could say so that's very interesting and season two is another hit yeah so that's good another hit for them which I'm surprised again that it's been on this long because they never let anything run this long somebody feed Phil has been renewed for season six yeah I said six what Netflix at Netflix ahead of the fifth season premiere now the five episode somebody feed Phil season five which debuts May 25th was filmed back to back with season six which also will consist of five episodes so I that's unheard of. Yeah, you right. never get six on Netflix. Never, I mean, man. It's absolutely 
absolutely wild. Well, Amazon, they have like a nice little short story. Uh, they announced that its sci-fi comedy series, Upload, will return for a third season. Oh. Now, season two of the series it has remained Amazon Prime's video's top ten on their top ten series list, which premiered back on March 11th. Oh. So kudos to them. They're rocking and rolling with uh, some original content right yeah. now. Yeah, good for them. Now, this one is really surprising, guys. This one took us by like, what? And I think it's going to take the industry by like, what? Apple TV head of film marketing strategy, J.P. Richards, apparently has resigned from the post. Richards notified his team of his departure on Wednesday uh, morning. He joined the company in January of 2021 from Warner Brothers. Now, Richards is said by sources to be circling several new opportunities. Please, Disney, please, Disney. Apple is expected to name his replacement in the coming weeks after narrowing down finalists. Now, this is why it's so surprising. He was the man that led the marketing campaign behind Coda to win it the Oscar. This a legit full-on streamer winning Best Picture, that was the guy behind it, which is just insane to me. It, he was also behind Tom Holland's Cherry, um, uh, Tom Hanks's Finch, and uh, the musical Come From Away, and Marcella Ali's Swan Song. So, I mean, pretty much all the successful shit that Apple has had the past couple of years, this guy was behind. Yeah. Why is he leaving? <laughs> it's very interesting circumstances. I mean, you know, who broke out the checkbook? Who's backing up the Brinks Somebody truck? Somebody did. We want to know, man. We want to know. We're definitely going to keep an eye out on that one. Now, Archie Penjabi yes. has joined the cast of Idris Elba's led Apple TV series, Hijack. The seven-part thriller series stars Elba Sam Nelson as Sam Nelson, a businessman who is forced to set up to the challenge of saving lives of passengers on a hijacked plane mm. making its way to London. Panjabis joins the Gara Gadafor, a counterterrorism as a counterterrorism officer uh, on the ground who becomes part of the investigation. The series is told in real time over the course of the seven our flight oh so that's very interesting yeah that's very uh, going the whole 24 route that's yeah, very cool doing exactly. it in real time um excellent i'm a huge fan of hers i loved her on fucking good the good wife and, and yeah. I, I mean i'm super pumped to see her back so. yeah for sure man all these epic things happen in hollywood this week you guys know your one-stop shop for the entertainment news is the one and only inside the crazy ant farm tell your friends tell your family hide your kids hide your wife <laughs> take them to listen to inside the crazy ant farm now did we get it we, we got them all we, we got, got all, all your renewals all your cancellations and then any news in between there it is man there it is so you guys know it's time for the top five segment and like i teased earlier it is this week's top five fast food restaurants oh. of course we got to thank our podcast producer jason for this one rocking and rolling trying to show you know what type of people we are <laughs> um number five for me is kind of an honorable mention i'm not gonna lie i really enjoy it but it's an honorable mention for the fiance uh and it's canes it's more of a southern style you know fast food restaurants you can't find it in california though and if you have checked if you are in california if you've not checked out canes be sure to do so it's basically a chicken joint they serve some amazing texas toast though oh my goodness they got some amazing sauce that it's hard to replicate we will we try but it's hard to replicate so there it is number five for me goes to canes mine too yeah. I, i'm gonna give it the full name though raising canes yeah because that <laughs> and it's called raising canes for anybody who doesn't know cane is their dog and it was named after their dog, uh, raising and so hence raising cane. But yeah, it's a fantastic. It was started in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, Emily and I have eaten at the original Raising Canes, and we fucking loved it from day one. So it's also on my list as number five. It is good chicken. It's great fucking sauce, and like yeah. you said, great bread. So it's got to be on the list. Exactly, raising canes. man. Exactly. But I have to put another chicken joint ahead of it because it's holy, holy, holier than art thou. Closed on Sundays, Chick Fil A. Um, uh, I love their chicken sandwich. It's honestly one of my favorite chicken sandwiches, if not my favorite chicken sandwich. Um, I do enjoy Popeye's chicken sandwich, but I'm not much of a overall Popeye's fan. So it's that, spicy. Yeah, it's what it is. I'm a Yankee. I don't like the spice, pepper, too much. Um, just saying, give me, give me a little bit more salt. That needs to be pretty too. All this gumbo shit—it looks like fucking puke on a plate. But just saying, uh, a lot of, a lot of Southerners sending the hate, sending the hate. But it's okay because I got me some Chick Fil A. 
So there it is. Number four for me, the one and only Chick-fil-A. Say, say we, you better hope this episode just disappears before the move because for sure. I mean you won't be allowed in. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Number four for me is Hardee's. I like a good roast beef sandwich. Mm. I, I, you know, and I, for me, Hardee's has always been really good. Hardee's and Arby's. It's always been a back and forth for me about which one. But Hardee's offers a bit more, in my opinion, and gives you a, a menu choice that's got you know uh, some some more interesting stuff that if you're not feeling it, you can pick from. So um, that's why I chose. Hardy's over Arby's, but um, Hardy's because every now and then you just want something different. Oh, yeah, for sure, man, for sure. And another one for me at my number three spot goes to Steak and Shake. Mm. I love a good steak burger, especially when you know you press it down nice and thin. Um, steak and Shake seem to have been going through a little bit of a you know financial crisis, it seems like, because you see them shut down left and right every once in a while. Um, but, you know, in our area, we're seeing a nice little resurgence, so that's nice to see. And, of course, they got great freaking shakes, and I love their cheese fries. I cannot get anywhere any better cheese fries from a fast food restaurant. So, Steak and Shake is my number three, specifically for the cheese fries. I love their Frisco melts, too. Frisco melts is fire. The cheese fries are good, especially if you put that Steak and Shake, uh seasoning on it yeah like really really fucking yeah good. for sure my number three is my favorite hamburger joint because for me i'm sorry but every time i have eaten at this place i have never been disappointed in the burgers they're always fucking spot on they're delicious it the menus are great and it has one of the best marketing campaigns i've ever seen with jack the ceo i'm of course talking about jack in the box the big old goofy round head guy with the nose and that you know um it's just really solid food. I don't know why, for, but you know, because everybody's kind of got their different ways to eat burgers or whatever. But as far as a fast food joint burgers, this is my place. Jack in the box. I, I've just always been. The rest of the stuff is okay. You know, is are there better fries? Yeah. Are there better sides? Yeah. But the burgers, in my opinion, are the best. Jack in the box. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. And another burger place that we experienced going out to L.A. And honestly, I think it's it's pretty top tier, to be honest. Like, you get a lot of food, more bang for your buck. And I'm, we're talking about in and out Yeah. I mean, and it's open until, I think, what, 2 o'clock in the morning? Something, Something like crazy that. like that. Um, but we, yeah, in and out is the spot to go, especially if you're on the West Coast. It's just, it's good. A lot of people say it is, but we're, we're telling you. It's a definitive, it's great. Don't be in a hurry, though. Don't be in a hurry. Have some time because yeah, it for takes sure. for fucking ever because it's always packed. And drive through or inside, it's going to take some time to get you shit. For sure. Just know that. Now, I, I'm going to get Popeye's back in our good graces. Please. Popeye's is number two for me because, in my opinion, it's the ultimate chicken place. I love the gumbo. I love everything else that comes with it. I love the spicy. Even their, their mild is somewhat spicy, and I love the spice. New Orleans, I just... I love New Orleans. Um, I actually know some of the people involved uh, with forming Popeyes, and, and, and you know, and uh, it's an interesting you know story behind the the restaurant. But I am a huge, huge fan. Uh, it's hands down my favorite chicken. And uh, I mean, I like I like Chick Fil A. I like Raising Cane's. You know, I, I I like the other places. But for me, the red beans and rice, just like uh, for me, if I could choose Popeyes. Any day of the week over the rest of them, it would be no question. Popeyes. 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 But nothing is better than the Golden Arches, baby. I'm loving it. That's right. My number one. I love it more than anything else. Holy shit. I can eat it every single meal, every single day. This is by far the only restaurant I go to that has... I can pick multiple different things on the menu and still be satisfied. It just depends on what I'm feeling today. If I'm, am I feeling some chicken nuggies, they got me satisfied. Am I feeling some burgers, they got me satisfied. If I feel like some, a bigger burger, they got a Big Mac for me. Oh, my goodness. McDonald's, it's just something that's been ingrained in me since birth, I feel like. I mean, come on, man. Ever since I was a toddler, my parents would come in with those Golden Arches bags, and I would come crawling and like, ah, ah, ah. So, I can't, I mean, me and McDonald's, we got something going on. So, that's why it's my number one. Okay. Yeah, me and Ronald, we get freaky. The story behind McDonald's is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, The, the Founder. The Founders. Yeah, with Michael Keaton. Yeah, so, it's a fantastic. Yeah. yeah. My number one, the run to the border, Taco Bell. 
I fucking love Taco Bell. It is hands down easily my favorite fast food restaurant. Holds a special place for me. So many great memories at Taco Bell from my own childhood. And then, of course, uh, all my time with my little bro and the football team and, and hanging out at Taco Bell. My beloved Wolvie, my, my baby, my dog, uh, would run to the border. She would recognize the foil that they used to come wrapped in. She knew if I got up at 2 a.m., she was getting a chicken burrito <laughs> and she would get all excited and fucking crazy for it. Um, just so many good memories there. And I love the food. I mean, they're, they're, I love, I mean, it's a little more expensive than it was, but I still, in my opinion, it's the only restaurant you can go to if you have 10 bucks and fucking fill up for 10 bucks. Yeah. I mean, you could damn near for 10 bucks feed the family if you do it right on the menu. So it, it, it's it's cheap. It's good food. Runs through you. I'm not going to lie. But it's good food. <laughs> you know? And, and I just, I don't know. I love it. Taco Bell, my favorite. Oh, for sure, man. For sure. And we want to know, what is your favorite fast food? I mean, come on. We know you have one. I mean, when you don't want to cook one night, if somebody is running late for dinner, we just pick up something. What do you pick up? We want to know. Leave a comment down in the That's comment right. section and be sure Who's to eating add fresh? us on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody eating fresh? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Of course, we're going over to the box office recap yes. now. And like we said in the industry news segment, number one still is Dr. Strange in the Multiverse of Madness uh, came in with 187 million. Absolutely wild. Number two is The Bad Boys, not Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. Um, it is the animated one. Yeah, which, it's actually The Bad Guys. The, oh, The yeah. Bad Guys. Yeah. Bad Guys. Yeah. Typo. My bad. <laughs> Typo. Um, that came in at number two with 9.6 million. Uh, number three is still Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Mm. Surprise, that one's still rocking and rolling with $6 million. Uh, Number four is Fantastic Beast: The Secrets of Dumbledore with 4.3. I'm surprised that one's still rocking right? and rolling. Um, and number five is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Who had the best holdover for the past two weeks. Mm. It's apparently, even though it's not in a lot of theaters, it's doing pretty well. Yeah. And basically the only movie coming out in mass audiences is Firestarter, which I heard is trash. Which, so. and nobody saw. Yeah. It, it, 3.8, and we'll have this on next week's show, but I'm just going to tell you early, only $3.8 million this weekend. Mm. 3.8 for the whole weekend, that's, y'all. That's what they're thinking, man. That's what that we're thinking. That is ugly. Sorry, Zach. Sorry, Zach. Uh, no wonder bro. he wants to go back to a high school musical. He, exactly. He said he's all in for another one. I bet you are. So fucking goofy. <laughs> um, movies you can still go see. The Northman, which I heard was actually pretty good. The Lost City, you can just stream yeah, it now on Paramount. It, yeah. um, uh, the Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Memory and Father Stu. Be sure to check out Father Stu. That's a really good one with Mark Wahlberg. Now, heading over to the IMDb Pro Top Trending segment. Oh, man, of course, the top trending movie is still the Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And the top trending TV show is, uh, trending TV show is Ozark. And the top trending TV show is still shit in the bed. Amber Heard. Um, why, why, is, why, why is Johnny? Not the top trending. I think they just bounce back. His testimony's over. She's testifying Mm. this week, so that's why. Mm. But um, and she's doing a brilliant acting job, in my opinion. It's rough. Just like it's 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 so just. Yeah, they're both fucked up. Okay, let's just admit it. They're both fucked up. That was a toxic relationship. It doesn't matter whose fault it was. Although I'm leaning towards her but uh that it was her fault but um toxic nonetheless on both sides and they mm-hmm. both need some help i agree i completely <laughs> and agree. let's get them out of the top trending star spot please, please please like we need to talk about somebody who's more deserving lizzie olsen exactly just i mean she's slaying it right now she's killing it put her there that's that's who belongs just there. saying just saying well we got to thank you guys for getting crazy with us on episode 194 of inside the crazy ant farm and you guys know you can follow us the company and podcast on social media the company is at crazy ant media on twitter instagram and facebook and you guys know you can follow the podcast on instagram twitter and tiktok yes it calf podcast you guys know you can follow us both personally on social media myself at jlo fantastic and at crazy ant guy 1970 that's right and you guys know you can subscribe to this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast apple podcast spotify google play music iHeartRadio, podbean stitcher and anchor so be sure to check us out 
anywhere you listen to your podcast. Yes. And if you like watching YouTube videos, be sure to check us out on our YouTube channel at Crazy Ant Media. Be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel, and ring the bell for the latest and greatest notifications coming out of Crazy Ant Media. Please. Pretty yes. please. And if you're all in on Spotify, maybe potentially watching us there as well pretty soon. That, we'll see. That's another that's possibility. The it's the rumor. We'll find out. Love it, man. <laughs> Love it. And you guys know, be sure to visit our website, www.crazyantmedia.com, where you can start rocking the latest and greatest Crazy Ant Media gear. We got something for everyone, even your dog or your cat. Mm. Um, and, of course, I we had a loaded industry news segment, so there was a lot to talk about. But, you know. I'm really happy for Doctor Strange and, you know, thinking more about it and how it all played into the the universe. I just, I'm really excited for the next phase and where we're continuing to go with Marvel. Same. And uh, I got to tell you, yeah, the industry news was by far my favorite part of the show this week just because it really is showing where it's going. The, the, sure. the transition, if anybody thought it wasn't happening, it is most certainly happening. The transition and maybe death of broadcast slash network television. And um, they're doing everything to desperately stay alive. But it the, the future definitely seems to be streamers. Oh, yeah, so. for sure. That's why we are alive and well in the streaming wars. What's your favorite streaming platform? We want to know. Be sure to comment. Yes. Love it, man. Absolutely love it. But you know who else we love? The one, the only, Oprah!